So we're here again at day one of the Australasian Simulation Congress and I'm here with Michael Mergadushian and Katie Walker, two friends of mine, and I've just been at their workshop called Working Memory is Extremely Limited. Fabulous little workshop all about cognitive load theory. So I'm just going to ask these guys to introduce themselves, tell us where they work, and then we'll get on and discuss the workshop. So Michael, tell us about you. So, my name is uh, Michael Megredichan. I am uh, an ER physician in uh, Harlem at Harlem Hospital Center. I also work with uh, Katie Walker over at the Health and Hospital Center Simulation Center, and uh, I'm one of the clinical directors of simulation. Hi, and I'm Katie Walker. I am the director or assistant vice president for um, New York Health and Hospital Simulation Center. <laughs> and I know these guys do a good job because I got to visit them in New York just uh, a month or so ago to see what they do. So let's get on to the workshop. Uh, as I said, it was about cognitive load theory, really interesting stuff about intrinsic, I've understood the motivation, but tell me a little bit more about how you then you use that in practice. Tell me more about these, what is this intrinsic load and extraneous load? Okay, so intrinsic load is really the, the information that's inherent to what I'm teaching. So if I were to go ahead and want to teach about chest compressions, chest compressions would be the intrinsic load. It can't change. Whereas extraneous load is the elements around how I'm going ahead and delivering that information, how I'm teaching it. Intrinsic load I can manipulate a bit. Extraneous load I have a lot of versatility in how I want to deliver that information. So I could do a delivery in an elevator if I wanted to. I could go ahead and do it in a classroom setting. How I deliver that information is really up to me. And that's kind of what differentiates the intrinsic from the extraneous load. Mm -hmm. And I guess the other way I've heard this described is a sort of signal to noise uh, and about how you achieve your learning objectives tightly or not. And it sounds like some of this is to do with the expertise of the learner and what you're trying to target. Yeah, so a novice learner versus an expert learner can actually have very different implications. So the intrinsic load may have to change if I have a group of novice learners versus a group of expert learners. So I may go ahead and change how I'm delivering my intrinsic load. I may go ahead and scaffold the information over time in order to help the novice learner go from very rudimentary understanding to a more complex understanding. Whereas if I were to do the same thing with an expert learner who already has schemata, which is long-term memory, that actually might make them learn it in a way that might change their practice and make it worse than it was before. That's known as expertise reversal effect. So knowing who your learners are and doing a target analysis is really important. And then tailoring those lesson objectives to accommodate that is also very important. And I think for me, this has sort of uh, been making some intuition explicit and really understanding why it works sometimes and why it doesn't. The... Uh, the other thing that I would um, take it to now is one of the interesting things that I heard you talk about was our culture and our hierarchy and the real-world environment being a source of this extraneous load itself and how that's led you to think more about uh, insight simulation. So uh, tell me a bit more about that, and then, Katie, I'm going to ask you about what that has led to in terms of your insight work. So I, I go ahead and I think about we do all this great work within our sim centers and we develop all these great curriculums and unfortunately those, those learning objectives don't translate into the real clinical environment and I've been pondering what's stopping it and I really do think that culture is the extraneous load that is affecting our knowledge transfer. And so if we could go ahead and move the needle on our culture and minimize that extraneous load, that maybe we could go ahead and improve upon uh, better outcomes, better clinical outcomes. So using in-situ simulation, we can affect culture in that way and meet our learning objectives effectively.